Okie dokie. Attempt number two. <laughs> Let's pray that everything's gonna be okay. Welcome to this episode! <laughs> I'm back! Leo's back! We miss Leo. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed being a listener, though, for the last episode. If you guys haven't listened yet, it's it's Kara and her boyfriend chatting about some, I think, very relatable issues and, like, just things that, Hopefully like... Hopefully relatable, yeah. because I don't want to be the only one in a, re- in a long-term relationship that feels that way, but yeah, I, I hope it is. I've never been with someone as long as you have been with Ed. I've only, like, the longest... My, my longest relationship was, like, three and a bit years, but I feel like it was very relatable, very honest, super interesting, That's like, good. even if you're not in a relationship at the moment. So... Yeah, I can highly recommend to everyone to go listen. Thanks. <laughs> but we're ex- I'm excited to have you back in this episode. Yay! Even though I'm dreading this episode, I've been I've been trying to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally spent an hour just like blabbering on about stupid stuff <laughs> just so that we don't record this episode. <laughs> the time is I'll here. You'll you'll know from the title of this episode and from the description probably what this is about. Yes. This is part two of our take on How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Um, We obviously had part one where Leo did an amazing episode, like literally one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, And like we already know that it's had an impact on so many people, like the amount of messages we've got has been incredible. Um, But yeah, this is part two where it's my turn to talk and I hate talking (laughs) about myself. Love that for me. So, I mean... (laughs) I know this well I'm really looking forward to this episode because I well everyone who listened to the episode that I did about my failures would know how nervous or like you know I think like ashamed and anxious I was to speak about it and just doing the episode and speaking everything out loud and then even just like being okay with it being released more so than then it actually being released um it really helped me actually and I mean even the response from like people who have messaged me and I want to give a shout out to to the sweet girl who literally emailed us (laughs) because she doesn't have Instagram and it just it meant so much and I think it really I think for both of us like it really showed us like why the fuck do we even do this podcast right it's like first of all for us even to grow more and for us to like push ourselves out of our comfort zone and to (laughs) be as vulnerable as we can be even though it's difficult but then also like yeah I guess just to show you guys more of like the real side and to talk about the things that aren't easy to talk about yeah and I think we do that in in a lot of our episodes like what we want this whole podcast to be about so yeah but I think this is just a bit more intimidating because it's like it's a whole episode Person- of it being so yeah. personal. Yeah. I think what I'm worried about is that I just, I don't think I fully understand my failures yet. So I think it's just going to be, I'm, I'm, yeah. I worry that it's going to be hard to talk about purely because I don't, I feel like I still don't understand it myself. That's what's, that's yeah. what's stressing me but out. But then also you are literally 23, you know, obviously you won't have figured out yet completely what your failures are. I thought are. you were going like, to say, you're, you're 23, you've had your still. whole life to figure this out, Kata, what the heck? Your whole life no! has led up to this moment on this podcast, and you failed. You're so young. You failed. No, yeah, I know. I guess that's the point, right? Trying to discover and Yeah, and it's it. also just like, I honestly think so much stuff happens and like through teenage years we're just like surviving like coping mechanism just like you know get through those teenage years yeah. and then we get to being I don't know 
post-uni, like, post-21-year-olds, and then we're like, oh, okay, now we have to, like, deal with the consequences of everything that's happened and everything that we've done, and we actually have to work on ourselves and, like, look within and reflect a bit to become better humans and everything, and it's like, you know, it's almost like you start the work then. Yeah, that is what this episode is for me. Like, that's how I'm going to treat it, is I'm just going to use this episode to try, figure out why I do some things, so... Yeah. I hope you enjoy watch it, not watching, listening to me <laughs> figuring <laughs> my life out on this podcast. Okay, speaking of, do you want to kind of say what the first failure that you want to talk about? Yeah. Okay, so the first Ah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> the first failure that I shared with Leo is that I used to say no to a lot of things growing up purely because I cared a lot of what people thought of me and like I almost like didn't want to disappoint people ever so I just never let myself experience anything I missed out on so many experiences growing up Mm -hmm. but that's like the gist of it I just want to know I want to know a bit more context you know like for example what did you say no to or you know what were the type of situations where you cared about what other people thought about and on the top of my head the things that come to mind that I said no to a lot were were like sports days at school like refusing to race with everyone because I didn't want to embarrass myself because I almost told like I I told myself already that I would be coming last so I like didn't want to do that or like not hanging out with friends at the beach or like doing mm. anything competitive because I assumed that I would be bad at it also I didn't want people to like look see my body um I remember like going camping as well when we were like 13 maybe um, and I said no to like literally all the activities or like I pretended to be sick because, because I didn't want to rock climb because I just knew I would be bad at it. Like I always just told myself that I'd be bad at everything that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like another one that's like not that related to the theme, I guess, of like competitiveness and ness and sports is I also, um, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, but like, I think I remember being seven and like refusing to wear dresses even though I loved wearing, like, I loved the thought of wearing dresses, but because I didn't want people to, like, see my hairy legs, and I was like, I don't want people to, like, make comments about myself, um, but those are, like, things in the past, like, that come to mind, but I think I still do it recently as well, like, I, I, I haven't noticed a shift in that, so, for example, like, and you know this, like, you've invited me to so many mm-hmm. workout classes, for example, but I'll, like, come up with some excuse not to go, because I because I genuinely think I'll embarrass myself. And I always tell yeah. you, I'm like, oh, I'm not fit enough to do it. Like, I'm not going to be good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Or, like, I think Michael's invited us, like, paddle boarding. And I've, I've, like, not brought certain clothes that has that made it harder for me to do it. And, like, I use that as an mm. excuse. Um, I don't know why I do it. I think I just, like, scare myself. And I think that that's not... Yeah. Like, I think I'll just embarrass myself. And it's almost why I also don't want to do, like, I don't, the thought of having a whole episode about me yeah. seems a bit scary because it gives me more opportunity to, like, make mistakes, if that makes sense. And, like, maybe sound stupid or not. It's just, I think it's a, con- it goes down to a confidence thing. But that's essentially it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's I think so it comes down to literally just being anxious at the thought of, like, being bad at something and embarrassing myself. And I think it has to do with growing up as a twin. Like, I think it genuinely has to do with having someone that was the same age as me, that was doing the exact same things as me growing up. I always had someone to compare mm. myself to. And she was genuinely, like, good at everything. 
Like, I cannot think of one yeah. thing that she was not good at. Um, so I think I grew up with, it almost was a common occurrence that everything that we did together, she was better. So I think I just then told myself that, like, there will always be someone better than me. So I, it, I just convinced myself that I'd be with the worst, essentially. But yeah, yeah. I do think it had, had a lot to do with having a twin sister, mm. to be honest. So interesting, because I feel like we've spoken about comparison quite a bit, and like how, I guess it still plays a theme, of, I, I mean, yeah. I think in like a lot of our lives, but like, obviously speaking about you, like in, in your life. But it's interesting how maybe it's just even more prominent for you because you've always had someone to compare yourself to, you know? And I honestly, I can't imagine what it's like to have a twin sister, you know? Because it's kind of just crazy to me that you're constantly growing up with someone who is going through the same stages you are. And your parents are going to compare you whether they want to or not. Your friends are going to compare you whether it's consciously or subconsciously, yeah. you know? It's kind of you're definitely going to be doing it to yourself but other people I know are also going to probably make comments that are you know gonna and I know we've spoken about this as well um that are going to impact you and kind of make you think of yourself in a different way the thing is I think there's a lot of benefits that come with growing up with a twin because it literally means that you're always having someone that's there for you and like going through the same experiences but it is very it just was very challenging when yeah like every literally every little thing I did I had like there was no individuality to it like I I knew that it wouldn't be something that's just me experiencing so I I had to compare myself to her. It was there was never a situation that I could never compare myself to her with. Um mm. and I literally think it was with ev- like school, sports, like she was very sporty. She used to do like swimming and track and field and so like I I never even bothered trying out for those things because I knew she'd be better than me. Or, like, at least I told myself that she'd be better than me at. Um, but I think, like, that's... For me, this is yeah. why it's, like, such a big failure is because I genuinely think I just have a deep and, like, intrinsic lack of belief and confidence in myself. And, like, it's really odd for me that I can sit here and know that it's a failure. But, like, I don't know how to move mm-hmm. past it. Um, that, I think that's that's why it's the biggest struggle for me. Because I, I can't... Like, we do all these podcasts about, like, confidence and, like, knowing why we should have this, like, inner confidence or comparison and why actually comparison can be good. And, you know, we should we should see it in a positive way of, like, how can it make us grow as a person? Like, I know all these things, but I think it's because it's stemmed from me being so young, it's, like, hard to distance myself from. That's I think that's the crux of all of these things, right? It's, like, so easy to talk about. It doesn't mean, like... Yeah, even just because we make an episode about it doesn't mean we've got it all figured out, you know? And I don't think that's something... Like, I don't think that makes it more of a failure just because you can't now (laughs) be like, well, that used to be my problem, but now I say yes to everything, you know? Like, I don't think that would make this a better episode. I actually think it's just more real that you're, you know, just trying to figure it out still. And I honestly, like, from an outsider's perspective, I think you're really making an active effort to acknowledge it and because I think that's probably something different because I <laughs> I remember I also had something where like I pretended to be sick on sports day and stuff exactly because of similar reasons and I feel like it's and obviously yeah. at that day you probably wouldn't have been as aware of what you were doing you know it's more completely fear-based or completely protection-based right because you're in that mentality 
But I actually think what you're doing now is you're aware of your patterns more and you're actively trying to avoid it. If it's still once in a while, like obviously it's coming up, but you're still having to fight it. I think that's completely okay. I think you're still so much further than where you were. Like, I think you also have to acknowledge that. That's so true. Yeah. I think what annoys me now is when it's something so, like, small and stupid. Like, we had a company social event where, like, we were all going to go play bowling. And, like, it was supposed to be a joke. And, like, I almost tried to get out of it. Like, I was going to go and, like, I didn't want to participate. I was like, I'll just watch. But, like, it's something so stupid. Like, no one cares if you're actually good good at it. But somehow I made it up to be something so scary. And I was like, people are going to judge and think, like, I'm so bad at this. Like, yeah, I think, and that's where it stems down to also caring what people think of me rather than also, like, uh, my own comparison and my own judgment. In your worst Um, scenario, you know, when you're picturing this in your head, either when you were younger or now, what do you think people would would say or think about you? I just feel like they'd laugh and be like, lol, she's so bad. (laughs) like that's it's as simple as that as like and then what would happen like oh lol she's I don't so bad know. or like like <laughs> then but this is this is my problem is i care yeah. so much what people think like i'm such a people pleaser and i know that like i know i am a people pleaser but yeah i think it's because i i just i honestly care so much yeah. what people think of me and it's and even yeah. when it comes to something so small like that yeah i don't want to diminish um, like no matter what it is you know me like it it sounds like a small thing, but I think it's all just part of a bigger problem. You know, I think that's... It feels silly, though. <laughs> like, I can say it and be like, it literally feels so silly. But I think, you know what helps, though, is, like, having people that push me out of my comfort zone a little bit. So, like, my my work colleagues, they could have just been like, oh, yeah, just watch. But they were like, yeah. oh, car, like, it'll be fun. Like, And, like, as soon as I was doing it and, like, I realized <laughs> we were all bad. <laughs> so I was like, that's great. You know, and, like, some a few people were actually really good and, like, you realize how you can be supportive of someone that's good without yeah. it reflecting on you being bad. And I think maybe that's something I wish I learned earlier when I was younger, is that, like, I can celebrate Yara, my twin sister's victories, without it being a reflection of me not performing yeah. equally to her. Like, just because someone says that she's smart doesn't mean I'm stupid. And mm. I think I always took it that way. Like, with family, like, family complimenting her or being like, oh, Yada's gonna be the doctor of the family. I used to hear Kara's yeah. the failure, you know? Like, just as simple as that. Um, Or, like, they'd make, like, my family would make comments as well, like, extended family. They'd be like, oh, Yada's, like, you know, the academic one. Kara's the artsy one. Which, like, isn't a bad thing, but they, I know they meant it in a bad way, which is yeah. where the problem comes from. Like, if they, if they saw the value of, like, creating art as a good thing then I would take that as a compliment but I know I knew they'd mean it like or even like my parents telling me that it's that they were a bit worried about like what I would do at uni or like how like I just don't think they had faith in me either so it made it harder for me to have faith in myself which is where I think you and I are maybe a bit different like you had parents that were always and not to say that they weren't like my parents were good and like they told me I could do anything but their way of supporting me was always being like, we just want you to pass, which almost like Mm. already instilled failure in me in some way to be like, we just want you to meet the bare minimum, which was their way of like me not, of of making sure I don't stress and like over, you know, to affect my mental health. But if anything, I think that did more harm than good. It's so difficult because I feel like as parents, it's almost like, 
no matter what extreme you go, <laughs> it's probably going to fuck up your kid in some way. Because if you're always like, you can do the best, I know you're going to get only A's, and then, they, then they're going to stress that if they get one B, they're never, you know, they're not good enough. But yeah, at the same time, from your perspective, like in your situation, I could completely, yeah, it makes you feel like, yeah. okay, so if they don't think that I can do better than that, they don't have higher expectations yeah, then maybe they're right. Maybe I can't. And, like, I almost believed everything It feels a, said. And I don't know if this is true at all, so, like, feel free to correct me. But it feels a little bit like almost, you yeah. know, I feel like with people-pleasing, that, like, goes hand in hand. Or, like, you're almost trying to portray this, like, perfect facade because if people can't see you being bad at something and, like, then they, you know, it's almost like they have less to criticize you for it's like you're you know that's I think that's literally what it is it's literally like saying no to these experiences because not participating is easier for me to handle than the thought of like disappointing myself and then disappointing others like I, like it's this mindset of I can't disappoint yeah. if I'm not involved in it like if I didn't even try then I then I can't fail because yeah. I never tried in the first place so almost like protecting myself yeah. from that belief that other people I, yeah it completely makes sense because it's like rejection it's very, or failure is like fucking scary <laughs> so sometimes it feels easier just not to yeah. try in the first place and then it's almost like you're justifying it to yourself in your mind it's like well it's because i didn't you know if i if i did try maybe it would have gone this way you know who knows yeah you'll you'll never know <laughs> <laughs> literally I don't know like how to describe it because it's not it's not really perfectionism because perfectionism you're trying like you're actually like you're doing everything you can to be perfect at that situation so I wouldn't really know how to like how to describe this besides like yeah <laughs> I don't I know what like the term is, would be I feel like it's a form of perfectionism because it's almost like you don't allow yourself to try something unless you know you're going to be really good at it you know yeah but there's, like, not a lot of things that I think that I'm really good at. Yeah. Like, I can't think of one thing where I'm like, that. this is my thing. Which is sad, isn't it? Okay, just for, I don't know, just for shits and gigs. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> I want you to, like, dig deep and, and oh tell God. me two things that you really enjoy doing and that you think you're good at. And you can cut this out after if you don't yeah. want to share. Mm. But. Um, I like that you said good, not great, because I think I'm good at a couple of things. I don't think I don't, but I don't know if I'm great. But um, I'd say like muse, like singing. I like to sing sometimes, and like maybe. Well, I think I'm good at supporting others and like being there for other people. I'd say that's something I f- I take pride in. A lot. But I guess it's like something... Uh, I don't know if this is relevant. But I was talking to Leo about this, like, when we were... Remember we were on the bench and I was crying to you? <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about, like, how I always took pride in, like, if I had anything, it's that I knew I was going to be... Like, I had the emotional skills to be there for someone else. Um, and then something that then I told Leo that scared me was that she was also building, like, these emotional connections and, like, deep, vulnerable connections with other people. And obviously, I was so happy for you that you felt like you could do that. But it then scared me to be like, wow, like, that was the one thing that I knew I could be there for Leo for. And, like, she can find that Mm -hmm. in in someone else. 
so then it went back to being like well fuck like what am i like what am i to you and like I, i've struggled to see that until you were like girl stop it <laughs> well i don't know yeah. if that's relevant to this i mean no i feel like it is it kind of is like a similar issue isn't it like probably the same root problem yeah in terms of you not realizing that you have extremely unique value and it's not comparable to other people's you know same with I feel like singing like obviously yeah there's gonna be a million people that are amazing at singing and incredible I don't think there's you know you shouldn't even the way you were like oh yeah I'm good at singing kind of you know it's you're not kind of letting yourself be proud of it have enough belief yeah yeah, have enough belief in yourself and yeah be proud of what you're good at and it doesn't mean that just because you say you enjoy singing it doesn't mean I think I'm the best you're a good singer it doesn't mean that (laughs) exactly you know same with like emotional support like there's no such thing as like comparison in terms of friendship I think because it's just it's it's every single person is going to offer something so different yeah yeah and you have to realize I think more how like what a special presence you are I think it's just also my personality like and I've mentioned this before on the podcast that like and this is kind of like my second failure as well we might as well combine it um my second failure is closing myself off in relationships and friendships and by that I mean like I've mentioned this so many times but I hate when things are about me only and like I friendships to me is always just like the thought of me being there for someone rather than like someone being there for me And so, like, growing up as well, I never used to get vulnerable or, like, talk to anyone about my own issues. Because I almost felt guilty. I was like, why am I wasting their time? And then it goes back to, like, that belief that, like, my problems aren't good enough. And, like, someone else has more important problems than me. You know? So I just feel like it's a cycle of, of stuff like that. Or, like, something so silly. Like, yesterday, my friend um because in the episode with Ed I talked about we drew paintings right like we did little things so he messaged me being like oh my god can I see them and I sent them and he was like oh my god you're so talented and I was like oh thanks like I haven't done it in years whatever um and he was like no like you should pick it up again whatever and then I got uncomfortable just with like because the whole conversation was about me that I like pulled up my cousin's Instagram she has like an arts Instagram and I started talking about her and how talented she is (laughs) And he was like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm like, why don't you just embrace this moment? Like, don't make it about anyone else. Make it about you right now. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk about me. Like, it's just weird to me. But like little things like that, even if it's something as small as like accepting a compliment, I like don't feel comfortable with it yeah. because I don't, I maybe also don't believe it myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like him saying you're good at art. I'm like, but like- there's some like, but look at my cousin. She's better than me. You know, it's like the... I don't know, comparison is so deep-rooted in your brain. It really like, is. You know, you constantly belittling yourself. Yeah. And I make comments to you all the time about the podcast as well, where I'm like, this feels like your podcast, and I'm like yeah. this person that just, like, joins. Yeah. Even though, like, I know how much work we both put into it, but I almost, like, it makes more sense for me to be like, wow, this is, like, Leo's success, instead of, like, this is mine and Leo's success. Because that doesn't feel real to me. That's so sad, right? Which that, like, and we've spoken about this before, like, that obviously makes me so sad. Because, yeah, I mean, I feel like you listeners would also, like, know this. Like, me and Cara put, I would say we put exactly 50-50 into this podcast, you know? 
not even just in terms of speaking but even like in terms of like behind the scenes work and stuff because there's quite a bit that like goes into (laughs) it you know and it's definitely like you know this is like our baby and I'd never want you to to feel that way feel any less if anything I want you to you know take this as like something that you can show your brain and be like look this is what I did this is almost proof that I can that I'm I can talk about like you and me both talk about our problems on here right and I think even the fact that like people care and you know I mean that shouldn't be something that like you need but it's almost like physical proof to your brain like yeah you know people do care about you so much you have so much important things to say I feel like it can be hard to believe as well like like if someone listens to this now and they're but they've listened to all 85 other episodes <laughs> literally we talk so much about ourselves like it can be hard to believe but genuinely like every episode that we do I start it even though I love the podcast so much but like I start it almost like a bit anxious and like hesitant mm. just because it's so unnatural for me I think to be yeah. put in a situation where like I'm talking about myself which is why I think that this is maybe why the podcast is podcast has helped me grow in that sense yeah we're like it's given me the platform to be like you can talk about your feelings and it's not narcissistic and like people care and like they you know people will relate and all those kinds of things but before like literally before the podcast i i never opened up to anyone about anything i don't think had like anything ever happened where you did open up to someone or where anyone ever made a comment when you were small or like do you like where do you think did it first start can you remember like relationships you had in I know nursery or primary school or has this like always (laughs) been a theme for as long as you can remember or even in like sibling relationships you know Mm, I do think this is gonna sound cocky but like in in my in terms of like family and like sister relationships I, I I feel like I've mentioned this before as well but I've I was always the um problem solver like my whole I feel like my whole identity as a sibling was like making sure that my other two siblings got along and like me giving them advice so I think that's probably why even as a at a young age it was never about me either <laughs> like even even with little things like making sure they didn't fight or like if they got into like a little petty argument I'd make sure everyone understood each other's side but like no one asked me what I thought. It was always, like, me trying to be, like, but they meant it this way. They meant it this way. Um, so it might have to do with that. And I think, like, I'm I, I just, just talking about this now. Like, I have memories of my mom being, like, you were always a quiet kid. Like, we had, I had two really, lo- well, one really loud sister. My twin sister, she talked a lot. Um, so I think her personality was always, like, dominating so even when we were having dinners or like lunches I'd struggle to get a word in (laughs) like not blaming her she like I freaking I loved listening to her talk or whatever but even in little situations like that I think like maybe I told myself that like whatever I had to say was not like worth like being like give me a second to talk you know like I'd instantly be like whatever like I'll just let her talk because it's easier to let her talk than like make it about me you know so even things like as, as small as that like which I never really thought of until now actually not gonna lie um but then I think with friendships I don't remember it ever getting that deep at that at a young age so where it had to be like let me talk about my problems like friendship you're like at 12 you don't really have any problems to talk about no, <laughs> literally friendships at that age like 
the ones that I remember were literally just like fun, you know, like yeah. Um, to be fair though, I have one friend in mind that had like a really bad relationship with her parents, so I also remember being there for her even as at a at such a mm. young age. Um, but with that friend, like I was so close to her, and like we were literally like proper. Like, you know when you have friendship love? Like, I genuinely, like, loved her to death. I was, like, she's, yeah. like, my best friend. But then that whole, like, friendship drama happened where she, like, stopped being my friend to to go hang out with the cooler kid um, mm. that ha- that was more popular, which sounds so stupid, but that, I think, I genuinely think that was, like, the beginning of me being, like, wow, it hurts. It hurts to, like, let someone in. Yeah. And then them be, like, you're not, again, maybe you're not good enough for me to, like, stick around let me just go hang out with someone that's like cooler um but that led that honestly led me to be like wow I'm never gonna let myself be close to anyone um so then at uni I had so many I honestly had so many fallouts in uni like first year but I I was never upset over them Mm. because I never even let myself like get close enough or like believe that that was gonna last anyways um which made it easy for me because first year, like I fell out with so many people over Ed. We can talk about this another day. I don't know what this, <laughs> I don't know when this episode's ever gonna come out. Um. But they never like it never hurt. Like someone would be like, "Well, I don't want to be friends," and I'd be like, "Cool," <laughs> like that's fine. <laughs> Which was easy at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, "Wow, that means like you never really got a chance to open up and like get feel that bond with that person." Because if it doesn't hurt, then, like, have, have you ever loved? Like, if, you know that saying? I don't know what the saying yeah. is. Yeah. Like, if it never hurt, were you really in love? Um, but in a friendship scenario. Um, and that's, that is something I regret, I think. Because, like, letting that one bad experience with a friend kind of, like, set what my friendship relationships were going to be for the next 10 years. Because And I tell Leo this all the time, like, um until leo came along like i literally never told anyone anything about myself like anything worth you know being deep about um but now that i have that like and i know how special it is i'm like wow you wasted so many years um because i think you gain a lot from talking about these things like now like if i didn't have a friend that's willing to like sit down and have this conversation with then i wouldn't be talking about this you know it would just be like a continual thing where I'm like cool I don't have any confidence in myself let's carry on that for the rest of my life you know but like having these friends that you feel like you can talk to and learn more about yourself and it not being a bad thing to to spend time thinking about yourself like I think that's so rare for me and I don't want it to be rare you know I want it to be something that like I carry with me yeah for the rest of my life so but I think that's one thing I guess I I feel like I've learned and like I have grown from is like seeing the value in that um even though it is scary like I tell you this as well where I'm like I don't want to lose you <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah I feel like it I don't know makes me emotional to hear you speak about this you know because yeah. I mean I just can't I completely understand why you let that experience shape you the way it did to be honest because I think that's such a important time period you know like 13 14 I don't know I think that's like when so we're so impressionable and that's when I think we really form a kind of opinion of who we are 
and like and how you know based off how other people are reacting to us and I mean I think that's I think so many people go through that to some extent or the other and I think I had that a lot with like guys as well you know yeah and I think that's why I think it's completely understandable that it shaped you for as long as it did and that it you know that it's still shaping you today I think what's then really admirable is like you working through it and you know making because yeah I think opening your heart like whether it's I think yeah romantically and platonically almost platonically can be sometimes scarier because it's it has no expiration date you know and there is no simple reason as to why a friendship should end you know because it's like in theory the friendship could or should last forever you know versus yeah you know romantic breakups sometimes they're there's a more easy reason to be like okay well this just doesn't work out for me you know because there's only supposed to be one romantic partner you know yeah exactly it's different with friendships because it's not like okay you're gonna find one friendship soulmate and you're gonna be exclusive with them you know (laughs) I don't know I think friendships are different (laughs) in that way at that age I think it's easier also to compare your friendship with that person with their friendship with other people so it's like easier to take it so personally when it doesn't work out yeah. Because you're like, why is it working out with them and not with me? Um, Especially because, well. do you remember, like, I feel like in high school it was such a rhetoric of, like, she's my best friend or, you know, mm, now, no, now I have a new best friend or whatever. And I'm, I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm glad that as we've gotten older, like, I don't really use that rhetoric anymore. Like, I don't feel like we talk about it in that way because, no. you know, I think... At least I've come to the realization that, like, I don't know, friendships are just not comparable in that way. Yeah. But I do still think that I would just, I just deeply wish that you would be able to see yourself as other people see you or, like, how I see you. Yeah. Because. Same girl. I just hate to. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I feel like that's, I don't know, it's just painful to that you can't see how amazing you are, you know, and the light that you bring into people's lives and the interactions that you have with people and everything, you know, and it's not just, I mean, I'm very grateful that, you know, (laughs) we're such good friends and honestly, like, you've helped me through so much. Yeah. But it's even, like, whenever, like, we're in social situations together or I introduce you to, like, I know friends of mine and everything and everyone can just automatically see, like, what a light you bring into a room and mm. you know the attention that you pay to people and everything and yeah I just think Thanks. I just I, I wish you could see yourself for more objectively all the goodness that you bring to the table but I know that it will come like I know it will you know I know that this is yeah. not a forever problem at all and I wouldn't even say it's a problem it's just you know it's almost like an you, obstacle <laughs> it's like a journey right like you're on, yeah. on like your own journey of getting to know yourself better and getting to know everything that's amazing about you that other people can already see yeah I think what made it easier to cope with though when I was in high school is that I used to then and this is like where I think our when you were talking about validation in your episode like that's where Mm -hmm. I think it made it easier for me because I was like okay yeah I might not be good at this 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 but somehow I'm like getting these guys to like me yeah and so like that used to be my one thing where I was like okay at least I have guys that are willing to like stay up and talk to me and like tell me I'm pretty and all that shit which I put so much like value to which in hindsight I'm like you shouldn't have that is really bad um 
But I was just thinking, like, even with those, like, little things I had in high school, things, I don't even know what they're called, like, where I got, where I, like, I talked to a guy, I got him to like me. Um, I always used to choose the guys that had issues, like, some, like, they either had daddy issues or, like, family <laughs> issues, because I, I then knew that that, my relationship with them would, would be me being there for them, and, like, it, like, solidified that the relationship would be focused on them. Like, I just knew that. It's easier to, like, I think I was always drawn to troubled people, though, because it, it was maybe a protect, another protective thing for yeah. me where I was, like, it's, again, I can be the person that supports them, and, like, it doesn't have to be too much about me. Um, and then I think whenever it got, like, too real in high school as well, I would, like, then shut it off because I'm, like, no that's enough like I've helped you and that is it that's all I can give you at this moment um but I think it's like you said though it's like the fear that um if I get close to people I I used to get scared that they would like leave and I was like it was then again protective mechanism like easier for me not to get closer because yeah if I never had them they can't leave you know so I think that is what it stems down to yeah but literally I think literally the core of all of this is the confidence thing like, I just yeah. need to find a way to to realize that, like, I am worthy of love. I am worthy of expressing myself and, like, having people take care of me. Like, it shouldn't always be me taking care of the other person. Yeah. You know? Which, I don't know, do you have any tips on how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I have any tips to share. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> Well, we can do a Girl, whole episode on this. Figure it out. <laughs> no, I yeah, I feel like it's about like not being afraid to take up space, you know, and you have to, yeah. you know, with time. And I think it's it's those things of like what you're already doing, starting to push yourself out of your comfort zone in like small ways and saying yes to small things and and more people. Not necessarily in terms of like, oh my god, you must have a hundred friends, but like in terms of just opening your heart a little bit. And I have had a really similar conversation with, like, a a friend of mine today, actually, about a boy that she likes. And she was really... She was kind of also protecting, you know, putting on a protective front and everything and playing it super cool and everything. And we also had this conversation of, like, at some point you just have to say fuck it, you know, because what's what's life really worth if you never open yourself up to anything and you don't let yourself feel because like that's what life is really about right it's like feeling all of the emotions whether they're good or whether they're bad and with love any sort of love like yeah a lot of scary stuff comes you know and and the potential for hurt does come like if you have a friend that is another person that has influence over you and that has like you know, a potential to hurt you. But then I think this is something that Vesh said in, in well, like my, one of my close friends and, and housemate, she said that what her mom has always told you her about like the keys of happiness that, you know, you should make sure that you have all of your keys to happiness. And I guess that's sometimes really difficult yeah. to think about. Cause even I feel like I've got a I've got a couple of people who have my keys to happiness, you know, like you, Marco, my family, you know, close yeah. friends. But then again, I guess it comes down to knowing that, knowing yourself enough that even if, you know, those relationships broke down, 
you still have yourself at the end of the day. And actually, mm. at the end of the day, your happiness lies, like, within you. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I need to, like, figure out, maybe through therapy. But it literally is that, like, I can't expect other people to give me happiness when, like, I don't have that within myself, you know? Because then that's that's where, like, the little things of caring what people think and, like, embarrassing myself wouldn't matter if I was, like, mm. literally just enjoying my life. Even if it's, like, bowling and, like, being crap at it, but, like, laughing about it because it's, like, who cares, you know? Like, if I don't care, why should anyone else care, you know? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is, like, self-inflicted, which is the saddest bit as well because... I don't think anyone remembers any of those things now, you know, like looking back and all the all the little hangouts when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, like I'm the only one now that missed out on those, you know, everyone else got to have their own experiences and it's just, it's sad. So I guess that's what I want to take away from it is like learn not to give a shit about anyone else. <laughs> And being, like, confident in who I am. Like, that is the main thing I want. Because I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of caring so much about what other people think. Or even, like, saying something and then literally overthinking the whole day. Being, like, does this person think I said this in this way? Like, I want to make sure I came across this way. And it's, like, no one cares. And, like, if you know deep down. Like, if, if you know deep down that that's. That you meant it in a good way. Like, whoever. If anyone wants to take it in a wrong way, that's their problem. Like, it's not your problem to have to worry about. And I think it, like, it, it even instills in work, you know, like, how I come across. Like, I want to make sure that whatever way I'm talking or, like, whatever joke I'm making or, like, anything that I'm saying, I want to make sure it comes across a certain way because I want them to like me when it's, like, it shouldn't be that case. It should be me just being, like, this is me. You're gonna either like it or don't, but at the end of the... Like, it's such a professional workspace as well where, like, it shouldn't matter if people really like you or not. But somehow I still want, like, everyone to be my friend at work when it's, like, it really isn't that situation. Yeah. But it's because of my, like, deep, deep desire to be liked. You know the thing as well when, like, you kind of want to stay mysterious because... (laughs) Because people... People love mystery, and it makes them want to come and, like, try get to know you more. But, like, kind of playing hard to get. Like, I used to do that so much growing up as well. Like, I was played, I always played so hard to get with, like, every flirtationship. And I think it, I genuinely think it had to do with me finding that more interesting than, like, someone actually getting to know me. Um, which is funny, funny to think about. Would you then, like, cut it off before they could get to know you? Literally, yeah. What was different about Ed that, like, made you, you know, open yourself up so that he would get to know you deeply? Yeah, it took Ed <laughs> a long time to get to know me. Oh. Because I tried to keep, like, maintaining. And, like, I've spoken to other couples as well who have, I feel like, really quickly gotten comfortable with their partners. And I think for me, I tried to prolong that as much as I could because it was me trying to, like, keep the the mystery and, like, keep it exciting. And But I think eventually... I had, like, lit a few moments where I was vulnerable with Ed and, like, opened up. And then he never, he didn't leave me. So I think it was like, oh, I can do that. And then it, and then it started happening more frequently. Um, so he was kind of, he was also, like, that first person that made me feel like I could cry and, like, be not perfect. And, like, be angry and be upset and 
and express that and it doesn't mean that that person's gonna love me any less if anything it's gonna mean that they love me more because they can be there for me you know so he has he really has made it a lot easier for me i think um and he is my i mentioned this in the last episode but like he is my safe space now where like i genuinely don't think like i know deep down that he loves me for me and like i don't need to change who i am so that was like the first sign for me to be like you can talk about yourself and people will stay and they will love you more for it so he's he's really helped me along this uh this journey as well but yeah i don't know do you have any more questions (laughs) i guess maybe just because obviously you are kind of saying yes to things more or trying to open yourself up what do you feel like has helped you want to do that more you know what is it in you now that's different from you 17 or 18 at uni still trying to block off those new friendships literally i think it is having those friendships that helped like like literally having someone that's that's literally being like you're gonna regret not doing this like you shouldn't let yeah anything stop you from building those connections like i think i just needed that like one good friendship that to be honest it took us ages as well to get close like and partially it might may have it may have been me like not letting that happen you know and i think like lockdown probably both of us yeah i think lockdown maybe i got to the point where i was like i actually need someone to talk to because i was in such a shit situation um with like job struggles and like not having kind of like any space even to myself so Mm -hmm. like i kind of resorted to you as like you're me through the phone and like it was my chance of like having someone to talk to um which yeah. I, pro- I would have done by myself but I like had no even like inner space you know it's like to be by myself so I kind of like used you <laughs> as that um and that helped and I think ever since that happened I think someone pushing me out of my com- comfort zone helps but at the same time I still think I then need to be the one that's like agreeing to be pushed because sometimes sometimes I think it does get a bit not with you specifically but like with people being like do it do it do it and I'm like like I know I'm trying as well to push myself out of my comfort zone but like sometimes I do I'm gonna say no and it's purely gonna be because I think it's too much for me you know like yeah I think it helps to have a push but you also need to be ready for that experience to want to do it you know and I think the experiences that you'll be ready for will just increase over time yeah exactly and like having so basically like you invited me to the girls like holiday that you had last summer right and like you kind of pushed a couple of times like in a good way because you really wanted me to be there but I was like nah (laughs) like that's not gonna happen (laughs) um purely because again of those like little insecurities that I had and like the confidence of like I don't even know if I'm really wanted there um (laughs) but then like I don't know if we mentioned this that we're gonna be in. I don't, I don't know think if we mentioned so. this, but we're spending New Year's. This with is a each big other. deal. <laughs> um, we're going to Italy to spend New Year's with each other. <laughs> hey, and and a few other people, which should be really fun. But I think like, um, Leo asked like a couple of times, and I was like, oh, like I don't know, and like I was coming up with these excuses. Like again, it's almost like second nature for me to say no. Mm. And there were things I was worried about, like there was like finances. There was also like. Uh, flight anxiety a little bit and then like also being like I don't know if I'm gonna like I don't know just overthinking you know like the way I do coming up with excuses and stuff and then 
but you only ask asked a couple of times and like i really like i i challenged myself to be like think about it like why are you actually saying no and like trying to yeah. find solutions and then it got to a point where i was like there isn't really like a solid reason for me to not go here and do it so i think like it was a perfect level of like you checking in a couple of times and being like you know the, it's not it's not too late for you to say yes but also if i wasn't ready no matter how many times you said yes i i would have still said no you know yeah i think it needed to be a me feeling ready to do that i think so it's like yeah i guess like it's like trusting that if i do say no and like i'm being clear about it then it's like truly that's like really out of my comfort zone i think when it comes to like people checking in a couple of times if that does that make sense i don't know if i'm like chatting shit right now no it does i feel like that's the thing it all comes down to you because i actually honestly i experienced something super similar like i do think i had girlfriends in high school and like school and uni but i don't think i like properly properly let myself emotionally connect with guys or girls because again i think it was this thing of like i thought to be liked i needed to be seen as perfect in terms of like there is no flaws and i thought that would make me be more likable and like people would like me more i I think that is what i feel now though (laughs) Like, that is still what I'm experiencing now. Uh, So I completely get it. And I don't know what exactly changed. Honestly, I think it's, like, our friendship as well. Because I remember, like, telling you about, like, what I opened up on the podcast on. And, you know, you didn't judge me. And it didn't make our friendship worse. And it didn't make you ditch me. It made our friendship stronger. And it made me open up about more. And then, you know, and then lockdown happened. And I did a lot of, like, I don't know deep realizing and (laughs) talking about my problems more and as soon as I did that I noticed that like my relationships got so much better with like everyone even just like off the bat I could have better conversations with people because I was uh, more in touch with who I was and not afraid to speak about things that maybe aren't like as pretty about me you know but I think that's why that has to come first almost like you getting to grips with like all of you you know Mm. and and then sharing that with other people yeah I'm like thinking a lot now (laughs) internally I'm like ah because I do think like even just talking in this episode it's made me realize like I do have so much to work through because like I don't want to feel like this forever like I hate feeling like this you won't either Um, I know you won't yeah so I think I do need to figure out honestly just love myself and then realize like i am i am worthy of like like other people would be lucky to call me a friend like i need to genuinely believe that yeah and i think once i believe that then in every aspect of my life that like people at work are lucky to have me my friends are lucky to have me my family are lucky to have me like as soon as i believe that i think that's going to change my life genuinely yeah because it controls literally every aspect of my life yeah um and it's a bit boring like no thanks i don't want i don't want to have to deal with that <laughs> so um i'm looking forward to that i don't know how i'm gonna do it but one day yeah you're gonna take the pot on the journey as well i'm sure yeah that a lot of people will have similar struggles or experiences because i feel like it's like the root of a lot of problems like it actually really is, learning to 
like ourselves, let alone say, like, no, I, I love myself, you know? Yeah. Like, that's difficult. There's a reason why, like, everyone's talking about self-love. It's because, like, need a lot it. of people don't have <laughs> it. <laughs> we literally need you know? it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the world would be such a kinder place if we all had more love for ourselves. Because, like, yeah. so many actions that are cruel to other people or come, mean come. are born out of, like... Yeah not liking yourself enough no i completely agree and also like what is so bad about loving yourself like it literally there's no negatives at all when it comes to that that's so true yeah why is it so scary i don't know why it's so, yeah it literally like why am i capable of seeing the like love and beauty in other people but i find it so hard to see it in myself like that makes no sense to me sometimes i wish i could see myself in as a third per like as another person because i know that i would yeah love that person but like the fact that i'm it is me that's why i'm like oh you cannot do that that is weird <laughs> you cannot love yourself. yeah um so i need to i need to figure that out you know even just talking about this as well j- just to show the extent of like me caring of what people think as well because i know we've spoken in, uh, we did like a whole episode on confidence and how um even just like how showing confidence makes you more attractive to other people and, like, I have had yeah. those thoughts as well where I've been like, oh, I'm not as confident as I used to be, which means I'm also appearing less attractive to other people. And I was like, I don't want to be that. And it's like, wow, even in situations like that, you're also caring about how you're coming across to other people looks-wise. And, like, that shouldn't be the issue, you know? Like, why even in, in yeah. a situation of realizing your lack of confidence, you're still re- trying to see how that affects how people look at you? Like, that's not, that's that's the core problem. Like, it shouldn't be what other people think it should be like like internal confidence so my goal is to not care what people think and love myself (laughs) sounds easy doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's very good goals (laughs) yeah i would just say you know just be kind to yourself along the process because it's fucking big goals you know it's not something that's like over you know gonna be achieved overnight and that's like completely fine yeah but i do think I'm really proud of like the steps that you are taking and the willingness to put yourself out there because I think that that is you know I think with everything like this it's gonna be uncomfortable like really uncomfortable uncomfortable. before (laughs) it will get remotely comfortable but then it will be a completely new experience and so much better yeah I'm looking forward to it also can we talk about the fact that we managed to do an episode about me and it's been more than 25 minutes <laughs> we've, we've done it kids she's only gone and done it she's managed to talk about herself well done i'm very proud it was hard it was so hard i hope to see a solo episode from you in the next year that is independently longer than 40 minutes i don't know how i'm gonna do that but i will try <laughs> right i'm glad that's over not gonna lie <laughs> But it feels good, yeah. I have, like, a lot to think about. I have another question for you. Sorry, it's not okay, over good. yet. It's not It's not over yet. Leah has one more question. And this is... You don't... You can cut this out if it's too personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. But I remember a comment that you made to me. And I don't remember when it was. But I remember you saying oh to gosh, me... That you... Normally don't... Or you used to, or I don't know how you phrased it... You didn't want to yeah. be friends with people who you thought were more attractive than you. Yeah. And I wonder what you think about that. Because that, that, to me, also links to, like, the comparison thing that you spoke about and 
almost, mm. you know, you protecting yourself and everything. I wonder yeah. how you feel about that now and, like, where you think that comment stemmed from. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that to you when I was, like, when I had trust issues with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it came down to, like, me not trusting the relationship that I was good enough for Ed and so if I was then friends with people that were more attractive than me I had this fear that Ed would realize that they're you know better yeah better than me even looks wise and probably personality wise and so then it would be like I'm kind of like putting myself in a situation that's making it easier for Ed to find someone better than me um but I think as as my relationship with Ed has gotten stronger and, like, I truly, yeah, again, like, I truly trust that he loves me for me. And, like, even if I were a worm, <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> so I'd have no problem, like, having friends that are... M- because the truth is, <laughs> there's beauty, I see beauty in everything, you know? So yeah. it's going to be hard for me to, like, to choose friendships. Like, if, I, if I'm choosing friendships based on people I don't find attractive because that gives me security, then then that's, like, not true friendship to me because I'm gonna find you attractive if I find your insides beautiful, you know? Like, there's no way I will not find you attractive if I don't find your personality to be, like, truly beautiful, you know? So, like, I I don't... I can't think of a friend now that I'm with that I don't find beautiful because I think, like, everyone is... Like, inner beauty is the most important thing. Um, And it projects outside as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that comment came from a lot of, like, insecurities and also just, like, child, I think a very childish mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, I was probably, like, 19 when I said that. Um, and, it, yeah, it just came from, like, jealousy and, like, a fear of abandonment. Yeah. Possibly. Um, so, <laughs> glad, glad, at least that's something I have grown. Yeah. <laughs> like, well done, Carl. You can do that. Um. That's probably the thing I'm proud most of is, like, the growth that Ed and I have had as a couple and, like, the trust that we've built. That does change my view on that. Yeah. I feel like... Because it's such a sad view, isn't it? Yeah, because I remember not you and Ed right at the beginning because we weren't that close friends, but I remember even in third and second year where we were. Yeah. Like, especially in third year, we started becoming quite close. And I remember, you know, how insecure you used to be about the relationship. Oh my gosh, wasn't it so bad? And it, it was to the point where I did think, I don't see how this is going to work, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think the fact that you not only made it through, but are such a strong couple now, and you're so different, just shows to me, like, the intense capacity for change that you have, and, like, how far you've already come. Because I feel like sometimes you like compare yourself almost to past versions of yourself and like uh, romanticizing oh, that, that past version but I yeah. think you have to realize like how insecure that past version was in comparison yeah. to you now that is the truth like every version that I compare myself to I'm like you weren't happy then either honey <laughs> like yeah. don't act like it was it was all perfect but no you're so right like that's almost a reminder that like you can that you can grow so much and like yeah this is not it, you know, like that, that gives me comfort to be like, like, look how much you've grown as a person and in a relationship and you've learned to love someone else despite all their imperfections and like the way they've hurt you, you know, so why can't you do that to yourself, you know, like why can't you love yourself despite all your own imperfections, you know? Yeah. So. I think it really takes guts to stay with someone to be honest like I think in today's society more than anything and even speaking about like the protection right it's 
easier to to be like okay almost call it quits and be like and this is not in all situations I need to caveat that you know like there's a lot of situations where actually walking away is the bravest thing you can do but no in I think the situations that that we're speaking about sometimes you know our culture makes it so easy for us to seek like instant gratification and just yeah quit something in terms of like quit a partner quit a person because it's like oh let me find someone else because it's easier than to fight for it exactly and i think like the fact that you did that that you and ed both did that shows a lot and i think that's really inspiring that you know something that you can work through problems together with someone if that person is worth it and if you believe enough in I guess what you have you know and in whatever love is there yeah and for me like I I feel like I've always been the person as well being like if trust isn't there like it's not gonna work out and like Ed and I are living proof that like the trust wasn't there but it did work out you know like not that it's not there now but there's a way to rebuild trust like it's not the end of the world I don't think um because people make mistakes, you know, and I think that's something we need to be kinder towards. Um, I think trust is so good, so important in a relationship, but it it can be built, you know, and like it's not the end of the world if it's broken. Sometimes. <laughs> I want you to take that sentence, what you just said, and apply it to yourself, like, because I myself. think I think you need that trust in yourself and like exactly like you said it's okay if it's broken sometimes and there you know maybe it's a little bit broken I need to right listen now to my own advice oh my yep. god <laughs> but it can be rebuilt that is so true wow and you will I'm basically iconic <laughs> facts that is facts, <laughs> facts. <laughs> we're gonna end I it on that cured myself well done Carl an icon she's a failure icon (laughs) that sounds bad (laughs) she's an icon of being a failure (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny but yeah i feel bad because marco was like for me to like this episode you're gonna need to cry and i I got i choked up a couple of times i hope that's enough (laughs) to get marco's approval (laughs) on this episode but i'm sure marco will still enjoy Thanks for listening. If you've stayed this far, thanks for listening because I appreciate it. And if you have listened then that then and you are listening to this at this moment, then it's a reminder to me that I'm worth you guys listening to, which is nice to hear. So I appreciate you. Very you are. Much. And thanks Leo for asking good questions and helping this conversation, making it as easy as possible. I appreciate that very much. And I'm excited for next week when we can both talk about ourselves together. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you and thank you for for being so honest. Thanks, girl. (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We love you lots. And, oh, this is probably the last week where you can still get tickets to our live event, by the way, if you live in London. And you want to meet us in yes, person, please. 24th of November, tickets will, or ticket link will be in the description. Uh, it'll be a book club and there'll be wine, matcha, coffee, and it's hosted in a bookshop. It'll be very cute. 
it will be lots of fun and we're excited (laughs) to see you guys yes um but for now we hope you're having a good day whenever you're listening to this and we're sending you lots of love and speak to you next week speak next week guys bye bye